Hey, and welcome to the Quest Podcast. We are so excited that you are here. Life with Christ is an absolute journey, and you do not have to do it alone. Jesus is in every single bit of it. We are excited to help you connect the Bible, the Word of God, to our culture and your calling. God has so many great things in store for you and for the world around us if we choose to step in with his mission and his calling in our lives. So grab a backpack, a water bottle, and join us on the adventure. Welcome to the first ever Quest podcast. Yeah. Yeah. We, are, we are so excited to be here. So we, there are three of us in the room right now, and we want to introduce ourselves. So I'm going to ask, who are you and what do you do? And I'll start. My nope, name, I get to start. My oh. name is Brandon Dungell, <laughs> <laughs> and I am the next-gen professor here, Youth and Children's Ministry. I'm training the future Christian leaders in and outside the church and I'm excited to be a part of this conversation. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to interrupt just to be kind of annoying to start us off. That's totally Go ahead, Michaela. Uh, my name is Michaela Wickham. I work at Southern Wesleyan University in spiritual life, and I have the incredible opportunity to pour into the lifeguards here at SWU. No, we don't have a pool, but uh, our lifeguards are actually hall chaplains that are placed all throughout the residence halls on campus, and I get to train and lead these leaders um, who are leading students? Who are lifesavers? Literally life. Yeah, those lifeguards. People are like, yes. "Where's your pool at?" I'm like, "We, we don't got one. We don't have one." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Paige Rouse. I am a children's ministry major here at Southern Wesleyan. I am a soon-to-be graduate of Southern Woo-hoo! Wesleyan in no, actually, yeah, November um, of this year. So just a couple, just a month away, month and a half. Oh yeah. my goodness. Wow, that's crazy. That's too quick. Um, I'm actually a lifeguard as well, so Michaela is my boss, and she's my boss friend. <laughs> boss friend. Yep. Your friend. She's my friend who's a total boss, and she's my boss. Nice. I see what <laughs> My you friend who's, there. yeah, my boss. Okay, yeah, you get it. Whatever. <laughs> uh, what, what we want to sit down and talk about today is uh, we've all been through really different transitions in our life mm-hmm. and had have had to lean on God in those transitions in really big ways and really small ways, but uh, actually have seen God in amazing ways through just simple obedience and following his voice. And we understand that sometimes, as especially as a high schooler, there's this um, there's this craziness going on in, in minds that says, what am I supposed to do with my life? Mm-hmm. And uh, you're asking guidance from wise people. You're trying to seek the Lord in his word, uh, and in that wise counsel, but there's this anxiety almost of what am I supposed to do? So we just kind of want to hit on that, uh, a little bit. So yeah, there's like transitions and sorry, I'm interrupting, but like, yeah, transitions like into high school or like, yeah, the transitions where sometimes it's like friend groups switch up. And then I would say like the biggest one we're even thinking about is like when you're transitioning from high school into college or like thinking about your future, Mm. what do you do in those times? So I think transitions are a major part of Mm. the school career. Yeah, I remember, man, the biggest seemingly transition that I've been a part of in my life was actually from middle school to high school, when you think about it. I wasn't following Christ in middle school, and then that summer, Hmm. right before high school, I actually accepted Christ for the very first time, for real, for real, for real. And so there's this new life inside of me, but I'm walking into high school that has so much temptation of like, man, I don't want to fall back into the ways that I was living and God, I really need people to walk with me. And what's really cool is as I prayed that, like the Lord provided and yeah, my faith was does. able to, he always does. Yeah. <laughs> Not in the ways that we expect sometimes, but absolutely. Wow. 
Yeah. That's really huge. I mean, even currently, right now, um, having to figure out where God wants me and where he's launching me um, has been a very anxiety-producing season, Um, but not because of who he is. Mm. He's not an anxious presence. It's all because of, you know, what if I end up disappointing the people that I love the most? What Mm. if I disappoint myself? What if I'm miserable? Uh, what What if it all just falls to pieces, especially since I'm called to ministry. I mean, I want to get this right. Like, I want to serve God well. And yeah, we've, we just have had too many, we just had too many pastors and too many people who are a part of the bride of Christ who are just not committed enough to the mission and call of Jesus. It's a, it's a high and deep honor and same that's happening in your life as even as a high schooler, if that's what you're experiencing right now, Um, It feels like such a big weight on your shoulders of what if I go to the wrong college and what if I don't major in the right thing or what if that doesn't set me up for my career? But in my personal experience, and I actually think we can all say that even in our stupidity and and our sometimes not always wise choices, like God is always redeemed. Mm. He is, he is in the business of redemption. Um, so yes, that is a a big weight, but you were never meant to carry it alone. Mm. Right. Wow. Yeah. I've talked with multiple college students, uh, on this campus that have said, like, I don't know what to do. I'm super anxious about this, that, and the other. I'm Mm -hmm. asking God all these questions of what he wants to do in my life. And I have to stop them because they're in a panic and and say, if you're asking the right questions, then I'm not worried about your heart at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sometimes when you ask questions and are anxious and nervous about wanting to step into God's will or make the right choice in a transition, um, just asking the right questions is enough. That's one of the best and worst things to hear. So when someone's like, I don't worry about you because you're asking the right questions. You're like, you didn't help me answer the question. I was wanting you're an answer. Me. So <laughs> I know. Okay. I'm annoying. It's fine. But it's so true. Like <laughs> asking annoying. you shall receive, seeking you will find mm-hmm. and knock and the door will be open to you. And so if you're asking the right questions and you don't get the answers that you want, uh, you start seeking in different places, good, better places. Uh, the thing I was Lord, thinking as you were talking, which I totally hear, which I don't know why, but I feel like a lot of times, like when we're trying to obey God, the peace comes on the back end of making the decision. Like it's, it's I think we want, want like a hundred percent peace mm. and then we commit to it. Mm. And I feel like a lot of times it's like, we have to come to this wrestling resolved or like, all right, this is what I'm committing to. And it's like after we verbalize that out there and it's there, sometimes I feel like the peace comes in the back end mm-hmm. instead of the front end. And I don't know why that is. I think it's kind of frustrating because I think we think we should always be able to be 100% confident peace in the front end. And right. for me, in my experience, there's a lot that's on the back end. I mean, look at all of the important decisions that people even in Scripture had to make. Uh, they had to make the move before they had mm-hmm. the peace before. Uh, and God made promises that some of them actually never saw. Wow. And uh, I think of people in the Old Testament, we read through like the uh, faith chapter in Hebrews where it like names all of them uh, and some of them never saw their blessing, but what we're living in it right now, mm. uh, which is really cool. Yeah. Which like for me, even trying to figure out God's will, I think sometimes we also want him to give us our destination. But like you said, sometimes they never get there. And so I think I had to revise my view of what God calls me to, because sometimes I feel like. God almost gives me a destination to send me in a direction, mm. even if I don't get to that in destination. Sometimes, like I, I was a missionary in New Zealand for about two years. I'm not currently. I'm back in South Carolina mm. at SWU and I'm loving it. Oh, yeah. But I don't think my path goes 
to Kingswood where I taught for five years and to SWU without going to New Zealand. So it's almost like um, him calling me to New Zealand set up the path, but it wasn't the end result. So sometimes I think we want, this is my end result. And sometimes it's like him saying, I'm taking you here to lead you where else I want you to go. Because mm -hmm. God is more interested in our formation than anything. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if I'm completely honest, during this discernment season is what it's really felt like of where does God want me? Um, what does he want me to do? He's told me multiple times and showed me that he's not actually interested in what I do. I mean, as long as I'm obedient and seeking after his heart and answering and asking all the right questions, um, that's really all that he's concerned about. My formation in the process of that is his deepest desire. And ultimately, God is more invested in who we are than what we do. I mean, because God doesn't need us. <laughs> yeah, we're he honest. Doesn't. He, can do, <laughs> he can do all of this himself, oh. but he chooses to let us be a part of it um, mm -hmm. for his glory and ultimately our good. Mm -hmm. And so, like, the process is the best part, even though it feels like the absolute worst part, being patient on the journey is, oh. oh my gosh, it's miserable, right? Some, I mean, sometimes, yeah. but I'm really not, I'm really impatient, so. <laughs> Recently, in seeking the Lord on just a couple of pieces of my life, the sentence I keep getting is, do you trust me? Uh, and same. I'm like, of course, yes, I trust you, And but like, tell me what you're doing. Yeah. And then God says, do you trust me? Yes, but, and I had, I have to wait and be patient and then looking back, like, man, how specifically has he ordered my steps in the last mm -hmm. even two months uh, to put me exactly where I need to be for the group of people that I need to be there for? So good. I actually think, um, Joanne Lyons, another like uh, leader in our denomination, just an amazing woman of God, said that she heard God tell her, trust me as well. And I've had that in my mm -hmm. life as well. And the interesting thing to me is I feel like that's a common phrase God uses to call people out, is this phrase of trust me. My actually just trying to study, I actually never found that specifically in the Bible. Why isn't it more of a biblical phrase? It mm -hmm. might sound weird, but like for me, I think the closest thing I found is that God does a lot of fear not or be not discouraged or afraid. And I feel like I don't know exactly, but I wonder if like fear not in that day and time loosely would translate or have an equation to mm -hmm. what I feel like a lot of us hear when God says, Trust me, mm -hmm. trust me, step out into this Ooh. and trust me. I Man, that makes me think of Abraham. I mean, you mm -hmm. mentioned Hebrews 11. Is that yeah, what? Yeah, Hebrews okay. 11, yeah. Um, You know, the Scripture Hall of Fame. But even Abraham shows up in that. And Abraham's story is something that I've been living in for the past two years. And if we really dig deep, God knew Abraham was going to be faithful. Mm -hmm. God, God knows. Wow. Mm -hmm. But he needed Abraham to know Abraham was going to be faithful. Mm -hmm. Like, if you really think about that for ourselves, if God knows we're going to be faithful, how much of that is honoring him in that and then remembering and seeing that, oh my goodness, with the Holy Spirit's power, we actually have the ability to be obedient and faithful to him. Because sometimes I don't even trust myself. I mean, I can say, mm -hmm. well, yes, God, I trust you. But is it God within me that I really trust? That's so good. Like, I've never really thought exactly about that. But it's like, it's almost like if God already knew that, it's almost like, well, I already know that about you, so we don't need to go through that. It's almost like we think what he should say. But it's like, I already know you're going to go through what you're going to do, but I still want you to go through that. Like, And so there is something about that process that isn't so much for God's confirmation in the process. Yeah, because he didn't want Isaac to die. 
God, Isaac was the doorway of how God was going to fulfill his promise to Abraham. Mm-hmm. But even in the midst of that, we read that like Abraham was still willing to do that. He, his vision and his perspective of God was bigger. That he, he said, I mean, God's already told me of how I'm going to have as numerous as the stars in the sky. That's going to be my family. That's going to be my heritage. That's going to come through Isaac, even though that's exactly how God has said it. I still trust him that God ultimately sees things that I can't see. Mm. And so for me and for you and ultimately all of us, like what is necessary? What What is the faithfulness that we have to experience now so that later we can look back and be like, man, I didn't know it, but God did. Mm. And if I didn't step mm. into that, then I wouldn't have been here. Because ultimately, those moments lead to what's next. And it's crazy to think that we're in it right now. And what's Do you ever wonder that? Yeah, what's funny is, like, to get there and be able to look back, you got to take the step. Mm-hmm. you got to take the step. And I think that God is faithful enough to correct us if we've moved wrong. Right. Um, but so there's so many people that are frozen by the fear of, like, but what if I step the wrong way? Um, and, and I say, like, I think God is good enough to correct you if you have stepped the wrong way. Wow. Uh, I think he's, he is just and he is faithful in that. And you're not going to miss his will, right? Yeah. I mean, like, uh, obviously, if you're yeah. sinning, like, if you're intentionally <laughs> if, sinning. If you were swerving God's will. Right. Like, but, like, <laughs> here we go. if your heart is pure and, and you are, you've been washed by the blood of Jesus, it doesn't, I mean... We could probably, well, we, we might differ on this, but whether you make choice A, B, or C, if you're trying to honor the Lord genuinely, mm-hmm. isn't his will for your life to look and smell and act and just be like him? Mm, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Paige, when you were talking about the whole um, just, uh, yeah, faith and following him and like that formation in us, it, it brought me back to even just thinking about high school. Like one of the things that I find so powerful about our schooling years and even like high school is there's things that happen in that time that shape us and we remember for the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's the high school football game, basketball. There's some <laughs> shot that you either made or you didn't make that you reminisce on with your friends for the rest of your life. There's certain things that you were bullied or there was a success that like forever shapes you. And so for me, high school is so pivotal because it really can shape you for the next 80 years of your life. Mm-hmm. And so to think about how God is taking high schoolers in that moment through a faith formation process. He might already know how they're going to respond, but this is a moment for you as a high schooler to experience me and experience who you are in me that will carry with you. It's almost like it's a gift. It's a gift Mm -hmm. to have those faith moments that um, will shape you for years and years to come. Like there's a, for me, there's a, very um, special, I don't unique dynamic. I don't know what the word is, but there's a very strong pivotal moment there in high school when we get to make those things. Those really do shape us in the way we see ourselves and others for yeah. a really long time. Hmm. So the question that I have is, where do we start as yeah. a high schooler uh, trying to figure out a transition? Where is God leading me? Where are places that we can start? Like how do we discern God's voice? Yeah, for where he... I think it starts in scripture. If your heart is not, if, if soil is not, the, like, or if the scripture is not your soil for your heart, then 
I don't know, we can tend to get distracted. Well, what do you do with the verses, right, they, that say, um, ask whatever you wish and it'll be given to you? It's not like God wants to give everybody a TV or a nice car. Yeah, right. right. As we get closer to the heart of Jesus in, in his scripture and in experiences with him, uh, actually our hearts become aligned to his will. So when we do ask, God already wants to give. Mm-hmm. And so it's that formation piece that we've been talking about too. I love that. Yeah. I think for me, like a part of this, you, um, what I see in high school is they really just go hard after God and they're living. And I think Paige is right. I think usually people get called while they're engaging with scripture. But I think there's also, um, at some point, people get fed up of waiting for someone else and they decide that that calling is theirs to take on. Like if they want to see Jesus, people that know Jesus in their high school, they stop waiting for their youth pastor or someone else and they start saying, what am I going to do? And I think as they really stop caring about what other people think, they find other people that are on that same page and wavelength and they come together. So I think at some point, people that are really hearing God's call clearly and stepping into it, they've been fed up with, I'm going to stop listening to what other people think because I care more about what God thinks in this day and time and season of my life. Mm-hmm. For me, I think that's huge. Mm-hmm. That Somehow that line in the sand i got to stop caring about what other people think if I'm really going to live this thing out for God. I think there's yeah. something about that that's huge. When it comes to, like, a purpose piece, I always ask people, and I also ask myself, like, what am I passionate about? But also, what do I get fed up with? Mm-hmm. Uh, what is something that God has put in your heart, in your personality, in your thoughts, that you're passionate about? And maybe start exploring so that. Yeah, what do you value? Yeah. I think um, this is interesting because this is what I'm experiencing right now. Um I have a lot of voices in my life, mm-hmm. and uh, if you're a high school list, high schooler listening, or if you're a youth pastor, um, you might be one of those voices for your students, um, and you might even see this happening in your students' lives. But either sometimes we have not enough voices in our lives, or we have too many. And in my experience, it's honestly been too many because I don't know. Sometimes we just feel like we can speak into someone's life, and that we have full <laughs> authority to do so. Um, and sometimes that's the case when there's the relational um, clout, I guess is the word, um, to be able to do that, you can. And so even if there are voices that are super credible and have invested years and years and years in your life, ultimately, the only voice that matters is God's. Obviously, other voices can be really formative in being able to help us discern God's voice for our lives, but ultimately... I don't want to follow something if it's not God, mm. because it'll just end up, you know, it'll just end up in darkness and, and loneliness, because um, ultimately God has the best for me and for you and for all of us. So, so how do we do that? How do we, how do we figure out what's God's voice, what's my voice, and what's somebody else's voice? Yeah. Um, what do you guys think? Oh man, um, I actually like really dove into this for a while because I wanted to learn how to discern what is just the anxious thoughts of my own soul or hmm. what somebody else, the lies that somebody else like told me or not maybe not intentionally but yeah. that I learned from somebody else and then what is what God is saying and what is just an absolute lie from Satan. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I found in all throughout scripture is that uh, the spirit, God's voice, God's word will always tell the truth, mm-hmm. um, will mm-hmm. always push you towards good things. Um, it'll never tear you down, but it'll remind you who you are, uh, and that is in Him. And so that are those are the main things. Uh, everything else could be 
some anxious thoughts or something that you've grabbed from someone else or from Satan. But I know that God's voice is true and God's voice will lead you to more of himself. And I think another thing, Paige, that I was hearing you hit on, which I find is so interesting, I think a part of the maturing process in our walk with God <clears throat> comes to a moment where at some point we actually have to go against the preferences of people that love us and might even have the best intentions for what we want. At some point, I think God's calling on our lives, whether it's our parents or our youth pastor or um, our friends. I don't think that was really bad, ill intentions, but I think people have different agendas or different wishes for our lives. I remember one missionary that came to our church that was taught, he said one of the biggest hindrances to teens accepting a call to missions were Christ, was Christian parents. And he was saying that Christian parents often want to their kids to be surrendered fully to him, but then when it comes to the rubber being the road, does it have to be their kids? You know, I, I think um, I, that's not bagging on parents. I just think that I think at some point, God's call when it's burdened in our heart isn't going to please everyone both unloving and loving in our lives. And I think a step of maturity says, once again, not only do I care about this because I'm not worried about being um, hated on by people in high school, but also is saying, am I going to do this even though someone I love my life may not fully understand it yet and take that step of faith? That's that's scary. Yeah. And to actually step into that place of that's a, that's a adulting. That's a different level of maturity. Whether you're doing that as like a thirteen or sixteen year old, with the, with someone in your life, or whether you're doing that when you're twenty two or thirty, there's something about having to make a decision that goes against people you respect and love. Not against, but they may not fully agree or see it yet. That's scary and risky, but also a huge faith moment. I think for most of us in our lives. Hmm. I have someone in my life who is so wise, and she at least monthly helps me kind of discern God's voice in my life. And one of the things that she and I have talked about most recently is that even if I am pursuing after God and I quote unquote make the wrong decision, God is going to redirect me. Mm, If God doesn't want me somewhere, if he doesn't want me doing something, he's still weaving the tapestry of our lives into his great plan. And so he's going to redirect us. And he still uses it. Yes, like <laughs> he still uses it. It's so good. It's so good. And that's something that a piece of your story that you can use to affect somebody yeah. else's life too. For me, like Matthew 6:33, the whole seek first his kingdom and all these things will be given to you as well. That was huge for me even in relationships. Like what you're saying, it was me mm-hmm. saying like if I'm following God and if there is the one or someone that God prefers me to meet, he's not. I'm not going to be so distracted or um, busy that I'm going to miss it. If there's someone that he really values that much, if there's someone, he, if, if if this is a path he really wants me to go on, if somehow I make a stupid decision, he's going to. He's still going to bring that. He's he's not going to just let that go void and flop off. I think you can trust God that if you're doing your best to seek Him in your life, not no one's going to do it perfectly, but there's a covering that He's going to redirect and bring the things He wants to along in His time. I think at the end of the day, like, God has created every single one of us for a purpose. And he knows the transitions. He knows what's going to happen in our lives. He sees how it's all going to piece together. Um, And he's asking, do you trust me? And so I think we can leave that that question open. Like, how do I want to trust Jesus more and more? And do we trust that we're capable of hearing the Holy Spirit's voice? Mm. 
do you, student or pastor or parent or whatever your label is, ultimately you're a child of God, mm -hmm. that's your truest and deepest identity, do you actually believe that you can discern and hear God, whether it's whatever form, whether it's through scripture, whether it's audibly, whatever, whatever, can you, can you hear God and do you know where he's leading um, and can you follow him and ultimately do you trust him? I'm not trying to belittle it. I think that phrase, I think like the spirit speaks to that to where if you sit up on a stage or even in this call or like this is this, this uh, podcast that when you say, do you trust me? I think people listening on their side can apply where God's already been speaking to them in their heart and mind as to what the next step is. And that maybe not that clear to the next step, but I know what God's saying when he's asking, do you trust me right now? Or I need yeah. you to trust me on this. And uh, I don't know for that person right now that is like, oh, I think I know what the step is. Like, take the step. It's okay. Like, God has got you when, if you want to be in his will and you want to trust him, take the step. Um, and he'll be with you all the way. Every step after that, he'll Worth be with it. you. Yeah. So. Hey, we thank you guys for tuning into this. Uh, we love sharing our stories and our experience, and we're excited to go on this journey with you in different aspects. We're really excited for this yeah, podcast. We think, just love being together. And I think it'll be a cycling through some of us uh, voices, but I think we're planning on interviewing other people. So this yeah. is the first week where we're, this, you're, we're introducing our voices as people that you'll hear through this podcast series as we continue on. Yeah, we love you guys. We want to encourage you. And we are so excited that you tuned into this today. Uh, we are praying for you. If you want to get in contact with us, um, we have some resources on our website. Our website is questetswu, right? Uh, .edu as well. Uh, we have a Facebook page and Instagram page. You can mm -hmm. find us at quest at swu. Uh, we would love to encourage you. And we've we've actually got. I'm going to correct you on that. It's swuquest.com. Oh. Swoopquest.com. See, I do the social media stuff. Yep, so we're on Instagram <laughs> and Facebook and other um, places as well there to follow up with what we're doing there. And also follow along. We're doing a, a weekly blog. That's been really cool and insightful. A little bit more um, resources on how to listen and discern God's voice and calling in your life. So check that out. And if you ever want to come hang out with us at Swoop, please come on. Um, we actually have a way that you can come and visit if you're from a little ways away. Um, Swoop will actually help you get here, and we would love to see you. I know with COVID, it's a little weird, but yeah. we want to make that work. So if you're interested, just yeah, let us know. Commit to your parents or your youth pastor, and we yeah we can in some way help pay for gas, housing, food, and so depending on the route for sure. Yeah. Thanks, guys. All right, we will hear you. You'll hear us soon. <laughs> Until the next time. Until the next time. Thanks for tuning in, y'all.